Hello and welcome along to Good AGA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined this morning here in Kilkenny, this morning here in Cork by John Heenan. John, welcome along. I'm behind enemy, li- enemy lines, Liam. Down in Cork. Rebels have in store for us this weekend. Yeah. Down in Cork, he's in Cork. We can see Cork out, out, out the side of of the window, and we've got Shani O'Leary on with us. Melbourne evening, and he's just had his dinner served up to him by his wife. Oh my God! In it came <laughs> spuds and sausages. You can't eat that now, Shani. While we're doing this, like yeah. I know, I know. It's it's cold actually. It's warm sausages. Send it back in, Send it back in, Send below salad. It's good. It's good though. Yeah. All good here in Melbourne. Nice and mild for a change. We're supposed to be in winter. But we call mild now. Me and Giggles call mild 11 degrees. Mild is 11 degrees here. What's mild for you now, Johnny, at the moment in Melbourne? Um, I think it was 19 today. Yeah. yeah. 20 today, sorry, 20. That's mild, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a good show for you today. We're going to have a look back at the first couple of rounds in first round in Munster with the first couple of games and a look ahead to this weekend we have a Giggles Corner and we have a look back at Leinster and a look ahead to the games in Leinster this weekend so we, we might get cracking and get straight into it and uh, have a look back at obviously Waterford, Limerick and Tip and Clare I think first up we have to have a ha- talk about obviously Waterford and Limerick. Myself and Giggles got to go along to the game in Turles and Giggles had the full experience of the tea pass. Um, yeah. So the yeah, tea pass, we were in the in the art court, the section called the Enclosure in Simple Stadium, sorry, FBD, Simple Stadium, Field of Legends as it's officially known. Um, and Giggles, how, before we get into the match, how was your experience um, with the tea and sandwiches, you know, Living it up VIP style in Turles. It was, it was a very enjoyable experience. We, we had the former Washford manager and ladies football manager Michael Ryan behind us, and he was giving his full commentary oh, on the game. So that was enjoyable. Giggles was interacting with him. him. Giggles was interacting <laughs> with him as the game went on. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We sure and then we had all the kind of the big wigs from the Munster Council around us. So, uh, as an experience, I'm looking forward to going, going again for the Clare match. <laughs> Caroline's producing the goods, so uh, I don't know will, we, will I get the tip match, though. Apparently the tickets will be tight for that, team, will they? Yeah, we don't really get access to the tip games because they all, go, all, all, they all go to that, but we do have a good chance for Clare and Warford in a few weeks' time in Turles. I reckon we'll be over for that one, Giggles. Um, we, there was a few heavy hitters sitting around you there, lads, that said, did you get a look at any of the sandwiches at halftime? Well, what I did was I went in and had the sandwiches before the match. So I had around six to eight sandwiches, like triangles now, not full sandwiches, before the match. <laughs> so then I was kind of grand. At half time, it was slim pickings because the Munster, Munster Council executives were in. And I tell you, they pack a few sandwiches away. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and I must, I must pull you up as well. As you were um, running the, the Instagram. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. shocking. Yeah, but... Very poor performance. Yeah, it was poor. I tried to do it, and I was just like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy this now. I can't be dealing with this Instagram. I hadn't used Instagram in two years. And you could see. I'd I say you would never used Instagram. I'd look at it. I didn't know what I was doing, so I just <laughs> I just left it off. Um, but then I went back in after the match into the kitchen, 
and there was a selection of macarons and caramel slices. And obviously the monster bigwigs didn't know they had arrived because they were still a full plate. So I filled up my pockets with them as I left to walk walk back down to the square. Um, yeah. So, so um, yeah, I was very happy. I went, I went in the halftime and I, I, I touched one lad on the shoulder in jest, like I said, Jesus, go easy now, don't eat all the sandwiches. And, and the man who I touched with, he was a fairly large man, but put it to you that way. He took serious offence. He just turned around to me and goes, oh, funny man, huh? <laughs> I, was like, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Giggs, you won't be let back in. I was going to get a dig. You won't, oh, let, no, you won't be let back in. You won't be let back in. He's a bit self-conscious, that's uh, Giggles. No harm to him. Yeah, he was a little bit, a little bit self-conscious. Touchy, touchy on that subject. But uh, getting into the game then, there was, there was some heavy hitters in the game as well, wasn't there? Yeah, look, it, it's funny because, you know, Walking up, I said, "What's the percentage giggles? What chance are you given Warford?" And it was, I think, it was zero point one percent was the was the percentage that he gave. And we we're just saying, going up, like how ridiculous is going up to this match? That that's the chance you're giving your team. Um, yeah. but the reality of it, like you know, like there wasn't disrespect to Warford, just where where you think things are at. And then obviously, as the game unfolded, and you walk out of there as a Warford supporter, and it was left behind. It was just left behind. Yeah, and the more the more you think about it. Like you'd wonder because there's three more games coming, obviously, and you'd wonder in the Munster Championship you have to take all your chances if you want to qualify. And there's no guarantees this weekend. There's no guarantees any any weekend you go take on a team in the Munster Championship. There's no easy game, and you just feel like like the three kind of three or four moments like Stephen Bennett's free and he was brilliant in the game by the way. We have to comment on that that he just kind of half was complacent over and misses it, and Dizzy's point that he missed. Mm. From about thirty-five yards out, relatively straight in front of the goal, they went over. Then Austin Ali has to do that one where he went for goal, tap it over the bar, and a couple of other ones. Patrick Fisher took a shot, and if he looked down the line, Austin Gleeson was on his own inside the twenty-one, and that's just probably inexperience from an eighteen-year-old making his championship debut. Who, who he made a very big impact when he came on. But I, I, I thought overall after. 25 minutes, Lima and myself are saying, ah, oh, Jesus, one eight three points tight. The Burke had gone off. We're going to get an offense bank in here today. And Davey had it very well organised. I think all the highlights around the puckouts in terms of, we couldn't see it on the day, but Shane Dowling actually for once did a good job in explaining how tight the Burke or Jack Fagan, when he went in centre-back, sat on one side, Hegarty, so it forced Mickey Quaid to the other side every time, which Watford knew, and they could get bodies around it. Daryl Lyons, who had a brilliant game, went back and kind of played in the centre-back. Caleb Lyons nullified Keane Lynch totally. I it's, it's been, It was probably the best performance of a half-back line against that Limerick half-forward line in the last five years. Like, between Caleb Lyons, Jack Fagan, Tyg, Dara Lyons when he went back. Tom Morris, he was... Dara Lyons, yeah. The, the, the really? Smaller fella. He, he, was, he was operating around the half-back line. and He had a great game. So, it's, it, it's encouraging for Watford. It just means that Maybe they're not in as bad a place as Davy was making out, and maybe he was playing up the public, lovely for a kind of ambush here. Are Limerick then as far ahead as the pack as we're all saying? Maybe not, because it's fifteen on fifteen. Like I don't think Limerick were at their best. Maybe there's a case for saying they went one eight three up. They maybe they went too far ahead too soon, and maybe the head became a little bit complacent and they lost their cool. We'll only know that over the next couple of weeks. See how Watford turn up this Sunday against Cork and see how Limerick go against Clare. But um, definitely a very enjoyable Watford performance. But 
tinged with regret that left left it behind. Yeah, a couple of narratives I think in the game, like around you know that that tactical play of sitting on one side of the field and closing up that part so that the back knows exactly if he he's covered on one side and he always always look after his the other side, which which makes a lot of sense. You know, as a back, you know, you'd you'd feel very comfortable doing a man marking job in that in that regard. But like still, Galan was like. Like he was un- untouchable in the first couple of minutes, first twenty minutes, anyway, at least. Um, I thought, looking at it, I thought Daryl Lines is one of your biggest passengers. I think you're lacking quality there. I think for someone with a bit more smarts, like he's probably he's a very good hurler and obviously wouldn't be playing in the Waterford team otherwise. But I think someone with a bit more smarts there would be better. I think he's, and this is a kind of bit of a narrative about the Waterford team. I have in my own head, I've kind of made up about them, and that's like that. They're very emotional. They're like they ride the crest of the wave all the time. And it seems to like when it comes down to finishing the job and doing doing what they need to do, they kind of struggle to get it, get the job done. And I think um, while they didn't get it done on Sunday, I think still they'll have a massive say in the championship. Regardless of Tidal Burka, I think you still have, you know, still a quality team. And Davy is obviously one of the master technicians in the game. And seems to have gotten it right this time around, and just uh, will will he execute it now? In the next couple of rounds is is going to be the big test. But uh, yeah, I just think there's one or two, and like Desi, Desi normally wouldn't do things like that. He had a quite enough game in terms of his his you know from his perspective, yeah. I guess, and what he's capable of doing. Like Austin Gleeson will probably start the next day, and will like he does a lot of damage. To be fair to him, um, I think I think I think for me it was around when. One when this when sending off happened, there was a huge momentum kill because there was a number of minutes before that game restarted, and Waterford were kind of on were on the up, and they kind of found it hard to get going again. Then nearly after the sending that off, that was then that did, was my last point yeah, there. No, sorry, I'll, Sean, I'll yeah. finish on that. It's just when when that happened, Waterford spent the next five to eight minutes launching long ball the in. Long balls, it was insane. And, yeah, oh jeez, it, it was just they went short. Them. They went short to, to Prunty, and then Prunty lumped ball down on top of the Limerick full back yeah. line, which yeah. you just don't get any joy out of. Then he went short at one. I don't know who he hit short to giggles. I can't remember out under there. Connor Gleeson. Connor, Connor, Connor Gleeson threw it over the bar. Like when you yeah. had the advantage over Limerick with the man, you had to run it to get into a scoring position rather than hitting like not even a 50-50 ball down. Like those balls are twenty eighty in favour of, of the back. And again, I think that comes down to that emotion piece and just, I suppose, not panic to a certain extent. You know that, you know, you're playing Limerick here now. Would they have done that if they were playing Cork, or would they have done that if they were playing Tip? No disrespect to those teams, but that there was that kind of sense, maybe that oh, we have them here now. We got to get the ball. Yeah, we got to get these scores. That's what I thought. When if they yeah. just had kept their composure, they would have won that match. Yeah. And the white. I, I thought it was. A, Go on, yeah. I thought it was a bit pre, bit more pre-planned than that. I, I I take what you're saying about the emotion, but Prunty looked up and there was probably in the couple of ones he launched in. It looked like it was organised because Watford had probably about four lads in there with the Limerick four lads, and I I take your point that um, that's usually fullbacks bread and butter day in day out full back line, especially the Limerick full back line. But Watford seemed to have three or four game plans within the game, and they executed them like we saw it. Liam Davy shouted something, and next thing for the puck out, all of the Watford backs actually went back into the mm-hmm. open and left loads of space in the half hour and for Colin Dumford who ran out the middle, and then. He shouts up Nelson. Every Waterford player was outside their own forty-five. No one in their full back line to take a shot. So he was calling and plays like. If there was plays being called at different segments, and that one then kind of appeared to be one of those where Austin came on. 
he thought Michael Kylie and Aston in the full forward line with Daisy breaking off them. We'll get the puck out and we'll lump in five balls in a row and maybe yeah. we'll get one break that'll be a goal. So everything seemed really pre pre planned. But going back to your point, okay. Watford Watford scored three or four points in a row to bring it down to two points on the forty first minute. Hegarty got sent off in forty seven minutes, right? Watford don't score again until the 60th minute, right? Mm. So that's 20 minutes of a team that actually had the upper hand in the game at that mm. point as well. It wasn't like Limerick had the upper hand, Watford did, that they didn't score. And and that and, and look, defensively, you have to say Watford were, were outstanding. I think, although Galan did damage, we were saying walking down, Prunty had a phenomenal game. And probably the man of the match in the back line for me and for Watford was Conor Gleeson. He was absolutely yeah. brilliant. Nullified uh, Peter Casey, Attack ball, med plays. Hardly saw Peter but, Casey all day, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And like, but we just we just didn't yeah. didn't put the ball over the bar, simple as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think and I think the not the worry, but you look looking to next weekend, you know, Car or Limerick sorry, Waterpoint that excellent performance. Going down to Parky Cueve on Sunday now, four o'clock, it's Cork's first game. It does I don't it doesn't mean that Waterford are gonna win this game. You know, and I, no, I, and, I, I and to be honest, yeah, I'd be kind of worried a little bit about Waterford going into this game. I, I actually fancy Cork in this particular one. I I do. I know that Shawnee's making faces there, but I just I think the way this Munster <laughs> Championship is going to go is that we're gonna have performances like, you know, tip now after Claire red hot, you know, all these goals, blah blah blah. But we know we'll talk about that in a second about how it was maybe masked by a clear goalkeeping performance. I feel there's going to be so many ebbs and flows in this Munster in particular. Leinster is going to be pretty ordinary, I think. Um, but I think Munster, there's going to be a number of teams that are going to end up on the same points. Yeah, you can win you two games it. and actually get through. Like that, you oh, could you, just you, yeah. And you could win two games and not get through. Yeah, and, and, and there could exactly. be three teams with two wins. That's why a draw for Watford. Even I was saying to you, Liam, geez, if we could get a draw here, tap over the two points, yeah. and then that extra point could be invaluable. Um, I think look, looking ahead to this weekend, right? We don't have Tyg de Burka, which is obviously a massive loss. I I would be and look, Davies obviously in it, but I think for all time, Austin Gleeson's best position is centre back, and he's facing the goal and he can shoot points. Yeah. He's probably better shooting from eighty yards than he is from forty yards on the run. If you know what I mean, because he finds the space and the way Watford played the kind of sweeper, he might get time on the ball. If you put in Austin Gleeson there as a centre back. Does that weaken it? Probably not. And you just have to hope they have enough firepower up front. Here, Daly has to come back. I don't know what his story is. I don't know would he get back in time. Mark Fitzgerald in the other corner was probably a soft spot that Limerick target. Like I thought Flanagan did pretty well on him. Um, but th- this weekend, I, I think I, I was encouraged. Obviously, Watford have the bit between their teeth. They really are believing in what Dave is doing. They're going to be very sore after what happened in Welsh Park last year, where they thought, we're the, we're the number two to Limerick. They went down, and in the space of seven days, actually, if you think about it, last year, Watford went from number two in the country to out of the championship, and people called them bottlers. They, they lost to Cork, and they lost to Clare, and I think I think most of these Watford players think they owe, owe Cork one, and I don't think there'll be any complacency. I, I would be pointing for a Watford win this weekend, and I think the game will actually stand to Watford. I think the break might not stand to Cork because I don't think Cork know their best team either. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly my sentiments on it as well because I don't we don't know our best team because you know we chopped and changed during the league and while it was great to blood new fellas, um, 
I don't think they know their best team. They're going to be without um, what's his name? Is that because of the suspensions or our fullback? On plan is going to go out Downey. Yeah. So they're his brother in fullback or Cahalan goes back fullback again. Um, you probably know the rest of the backs around him. Um, but that's a major concern again. Um, uh, like yeah, like like that, and I think they. The emotional, the emotion again. I know it kind of went against them against Limerick, but I think up against a team of Cork with a little lacking a little bit of experience as well, with the new starters who are going to be there. Who like I think Shane Barrett will probably start. I think uh, Tommy O'Connell will start. Um, they'll be the new guys who will probably come in. Um, outside of that, I think they'll probably stick to the tried and trusted. I. I don't think Lehan should be starting, but I bet you they will start him. Um, Kingston is a worry, I think, in terms of uh, fitness. I don't think they'll start Dickie Dalton. Um, I think he'll probably come on. But like in saying that, we don't know yet. Waterford had that game against Limerick. I think that'll stand to him. And I think last year as well, the, the you know the emotion of that and getting one back in Cork. I actually do think Waterford will beat Cork this weekend. Okay, to Waterford. I actually am going to go Cork. And I, I think are going to win by four or five points. I know that. Like, that worries I, me. <laughs> I know, but I, I just, I just feel like the Corks will spring something here for, for, for Saturday night or for Sunday. Sorry, and I think you know after that deplorable performance against Kilkenny, there has to be a kick in them as well. Um, and kind of coming down here, yeah, Warford have had the game. It's in Parky Cueve Sunday afternoon. Sun will probably be shining. It'll be a good day down there. I think it's gonna it's gonna suit Cork, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna get a, get a win out of it. Which bad news for you, giggles if it's two lo- two losses after two games, it makes it very very hard to, to come out to come out a monster. Then after all of a sudden, within a week of a phenomenal performance against Limerick, and if you were to lose, then your the season is could be effectively be over. And do, do you know what? Like, going on a bit of a side tangent here, I think this is the first time, and maybe it's because of recency or whatever, but. You're starting to see the negatives coming from the split season, right? So in four weeks' time, we've just started the championship, but in four weeks' time, the championship is over for four to five really good teams, right? And in four to in five weeks' time, we're, we're in the, we're at the start of it now, so we're going to get the carnival, the circus of hurling games. But in four to five weeks' time, whatever it is, there's only going to be seven hurling matches left in Intercounty for the year. So I think... There's definitely something about moving it back out, and I know we've all been at, and I think there's still a split season thing to be done. But it just feels way too early. Like if you, you, we're talking, I know we're jumping into Leinster after the halftime show, but the the weather in Galway was brutal <laughs> for championship. People didn't go to it. I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. But look, it's it's uh, look. Yeah, I think that's a conversation for another day. But, another day, another day. But yeah, I, I, I think the split season, you know, the pluses and minuses of it, I think it, it's largely all positive. Having it earlier and the weather and that kind of stuff, you know, you're not guaranteed the weather in Ireland any time of the year. Let's be honest about it. Either. You could be up in a wet day in the middle of July up in Galway either. So, um, I don't think we yeah. can we can factor that in. We had a cracking day over in Turles. Giggles was getting too sunny. We had to sit back into the shade over in Turles in case his head got burned. So we're not going to complain about <laughs> the weather too much. Um, we we look quickly though at, at tipping clear and obviously looking. Um, sorry, tipping Clare and then obviously looking ahead to, to Clare yeah. and Limerick at the weekend as well. Like, didn't see all that game because we were on the way back from Turles and just you know caught up on, on highlights on the Sunday game. I haven't seen it all in full. Packed crowd in Ennis and Savage, abs- Savage. absolute yeah. goal fest, like ridiculous game mm. where 
It was kind of like after watching Limerick and Waterford, low, relatively low scoring for a modern game of hurling, which were you know in terms of what we normally see, really hard earned scores. And then you see what was it? Was it nine goals or whatever it was over in in Ennis? It's like, yeah. it's like it was like a different sport. Did she? And which is sorry, just to touch back in the war for Limerick game. Did I felt like when I was watching it, there was an awful lot of lulls in the game, stopping for um, Hawkeye. It was oh, did no. it the seem Hawkeye. The so? Hawkeye and Turles is running off dial up. Like it takes it takes a full minute for the decision to come through from Hawkeye and Turles is absolutely ridiculous, and. Yeah. It's, it's you should have heard the abuse the abuse Liam has given the umpires for not being in the right position during the game oh, brutal <laughs> I know Hawkeye didn't in Ennis yeah nothing Sonny and Turles in Crow Park so, yeah yeah. but yeah the Limerick and, Limerick and Clare game like you'd, p- you'd feel sorry for that poor g- goalkeeper from from Clare jeez he couldn't do anything right for the first 20 minutes everything he touched or didn't, went wrong. Or didn't touch mm. yeah I, I think four to five goals were down to go, the goalkeeper having a nightmare on the day. Yeah. So I think that there's 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 a kind of a narrative now around Tipperary, they're goal hungry, they're great. If you give the ball to Jake Morris in front of the goal, if you pass it to him, he's going to bury it in the back of the net. If a sideline comes in and you don't save a, a basic thing, like the way the fullback and the goalkeeper misses, that, that's that's just not good enough. I think to go. Because from 2 to 15, Clare had a phenomenal game. Aidan McCarthy won 13, Rogers got two goals, I wouldn't be writing off Clare yet, lads. I still think they'll give Limerick a hell of a go this weekend. I think they'd need to put Aiden back in goals, 100%. And even if they lose to Limerick this weekend, they've got Waterford and Cork in the last two games. And as you said, Charney, they could win those two. Waterford could be on four points, Cork could be on four points, Tip could be on four points, could come down to the scoring difference. Like, I think Tip did a lot good as well. Now, don't get me wrong, it, it yeah. was a fantastic game to watch. I watched the second half back and I watched the highlights but Clare looked good lads and Tony Kelly wasn't in the game he was well man-marked by, by Carl Barrett um, the one thing about Tipperary lads is in the back line they're lacking pace big time and anytime Clare got in around the back Rogers, Aidan McCarthy Tony Kelly when he got on the ball they were able to sprint away from the from the Tipperary half like Ron Amara Brian Amara uh, who's the other wing back Breen they're not blessed with pace um, so I think I think Tip are vulnerable there and I think Tip's forwards don't have great pace either with the exception of Jake Morris like you've got Jason Ford Noel McGrath they're all phenomenal hurlers but I don't know would, would Ennis have suited them the last day actually we'll see what they're like in Tardis I don't I know think I wide th- open. yeah I, look I think uh, there's a yeah there's a couple of stories with Claire and Tip but I, I go down the path of like I think Tip and I said this a long time about Tip and the fact that Cahill come back in there, they have 121 All-Irelands and like with a couple of those guys, like he's getting the best out of them. Yeah, you can say about the pace, like, but I still, Brian McGrath destroyed, um, what's his name, Peter Duggan. Absolutely kept him completely out of the game. Um, Jake Morris has always been a, a goal threat for Tipperary. Always, like he's he's so like Larry Carver, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but like, Yes, you can say it in, oh, look, all the, all the goals that were gifted to him at the same time, but like they still stuck him away, they still put him away. You know, Noel McGrath was still in the middle of the field pulling the strings. Um, Carl Barrett, lads, I know Liam, you could, can't stand him, but he did some job in Tony Kelly. Like, he was absolutely phenomenal. Like, is there a better man marker outside of uh, your lad, I suppose? Um, what's, what's the name of your lads? 
Mikey Butler, yeah. Mikey Butler, yeah. Like the two of them are probably two best man markers in the game at the moment. Um, and then you can say, yeah, look, Claire came back at them, roared back into the first half. Um, but then Tip pulled away again. Like Tip did enough all the time just to keep ahead, you know. And like, especially with the home crowd on top of them, you know, normally a team gets rolled over, you know, when, when especially in Innes, when, when the home crowd getting back behind them, they got those goals, like that goal from Rodgers for half time, like would have set them on their way to victory normally. But I still think Tip still deserve all the credit they got they're getting for that for that win. And I, I reckon... I have them in my tree and I to go through and I, I'm still sticking to that. Yeah, well... Double-check that, no, Sean. So, clear, we've got Clare and Limerick then on Saturday night in Gaelic Rounds. I expect a massive crowd. Like, there's a huge Limerick following in, in Torres. I think there was 20,000 at the match. I'm, I'm going to say... 15,000 Limerick. Yeah, 15, there, I was going to say 15,000 plus of Limerick. Um, they'll have a huge home following there and obviously Clare being so close to Limerick there'll be a massive Clare crowd in for a Saturday night game there as well I reckon they could have up, upwards of 25,000 um, there on Saturday night and get it ground so again though I suppose Clare put Limerick to the pin of their colour last year that must have final extra time the whole whole nine yards there what way will it, will it go down Clare have to pick themselves back up again after after last week I, I, I don't see anything but a Limerick win on Saturday night in Gaelic grounds, even with a clear bounce, I just can't. I can't see. I think especially Limerick would have learned a lot from the first game. Um, they have a few things to earn out. I think, and one thing what we'll see, teams are going to try and get at them is around discipline. They are vulnerable mm. to, like you know, there's nothing about even playing on the edge, but they can. Like Hegarty was out of the game and he was frustrated, and he he should have got. A, I would, in my opinion, he should have got a straight red for what he did. Should, rather than a second, rather than a second yellow, um, and I think if you're Agreed. able to, and Kyle Hayes was being roughed up something shocking again. He didn't, he, he didn't fall for it, but he was incredibly frustrated. He was on the, he was on the edge. He, he was, was on the edge. edge. He was on the Sean edge as well. Go over and pull him back onto twice. Yeah. yeah. So at the same time too, though, it's like you know you have to feel a bit of sympathy for Limerick too because they're there to be shot at, and teams are just going and niggle at them and course, trying you know get them to react. So. It's up to them as champions to, you know, hold the aid and and, and they have like, and they have so far. They're getting a fair bit of punishment too, though. You have to. I say know, that. but that's that's just part and parcel of it, though. You know, I yeah, remember I Kenny played Waterford from two thousand eight Ireland final. I remember Waterford came out to or hitting it, <laughs> intimidate hit, him, intimidate him, and hit it. And it was all Murphy's all Murphy's cornerback and hit, hitting Eddie Brennan off the ball before the match started. And Eddie Brennan had two four scored after like quarter of an hour or whatever it was. Like that, like that, that's fine, but I think they they are vulnerable, and I think that's. That whole group, you know, there's been disciplinary issues, there's been off-field incidents, lads been, you know, in trouble for various different things. Can they keep it going for the rest of the championship will be the thing. Uh, and that's going to be their ultimate test, I think. Yeah, I, I would say this weekend, just looking at Limerick against what Watford seemed to have a lot more pace than Limerick did, right? And clear of pace. Limerick, more strength and hurling and smarts. They don't seem actually. I'm just thinking back of it. They don't. They don't have a speedster. Maybe Bar Barry Nash. I don't think they have another speedster in the forwards. Even like they're they're half hour and speak. The only thing about this weekend, the Gaelic grounds is one of the smallest pitches in Munster, that in Welsh Park, right? So a small tight pitch like that will suit the physicality of Limerick. I'd imagine the home crowd. Limerick are going to be hurting. Clare hurting as well. But I, 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 I'm with you. I can see nothing. But a Limerick win, albeit I think it'll be a tight match. I think Clare tighten up at the back. I think it'll be a, an absolute physical battle. It won't be like Tip and Clare. 
no. I think it could be another low scoring enough game and there'd be serious hits in it. And that, that's Saturday night, isn't it? Being Saturday night, yeah. Ground. yeah. So, that, Limerick win for me. Limerick for you, Sonny. Yeah, I know. I, I'm actually going down path of a draw, but I, I yeah, I, I do. I would be if I had to call a winner. I call Limerick. Yeah, I think it'll Limerick. be a lot closer yeah. than you think, though. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a runaway, but I, I, I can't see it and put a Limerick win. Mm. I think Limerick, Limerick by, tr- by three to four points in that one. I think it'll be a right uh, rattle, um, but yeah, I just can't see past them after. What's going on before? And no, and Hegarty's no. back, and you know Hannon is out for four to five weeks. Giggles is be, um saying they're saying groin it's injury, it's a rib, rib injury. A rib? It's a, it's a different thing every time yeah. of year. It was grind this morning, so yeah, it was, well, it was rib, probably more to that rib, than meets the eye. Yeah, rib. What I read, and then Giggles had a bit of an insider for something else up with him, um, heart related. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, he didn't look. Giggles had said in the warm-up there's a few Limerick lads looked a bit lethargic it was a very lethargic warm-up and it so kind of transpired as on the field as well with the performance yeah. Really? Yeah Oh the warm-up was like we said it didn't we Kyle Hayes and, and, and Annan in particular just looked like they were sauntering and not sauntering with a freshness sauntering with a bit of lethargicness mm. about them Yeah they didn't maybe they, they maybe they have got their peak round too early this year fingers crossed lads because <laughs> We're, yeah. all look, we're all looking for him to be taken down. Yeah, to be honest, and, and, and look, yeah. the one thing we'll say there was hope after 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 Sunday. There was a bit of hope. Now noting that Limerick had four, fourteen men for the last twenty five minutes yeah. of the match, but still up until that point, Waterford were in the game and had come back into it before the sending off. So there, hopefully there is a bit of hope. But look, conscious of time, we've got to keep moving here, and um, we're going to move on to uh, Giggles Corner. A phenomenal man that has contributed so much to Waterford hurling over the last. 20 years and if every fella gave what he gave who knows what we would have won that's a huge one all the way in but once again Ken McGrath standing strong indestructible at number 6 a retrast in the parker a dinna flick either and lead oidish talking alive because a cast and drawn cool because a dull been Ken McGrath himself we've been unlucky not to be in all Ireland but I don't think that defines any of our generation We've been involved in some of the best games of all time. We lifted a whole generation of hurling people in Waterford. We have them in all Ireland, but I'll be honest, the team will be remembered. We're watching one of the great artists of our time in hurling. Ken McGrath. You were too emotional, Ken. Right, <laughs> 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 Giggles, what all, have you got for us? We all seem to come up for a good time. I saw feedback from last week, lads. Probably the worst Giggles corner of all time is what I've got from one or two people. My dad, my dad's rent and come through on Instagram, so... <laughs> I'd have to own that. And then when I go and look at it, all the people I tipped to be the top players, they were either injured or they were taken off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm keeping a short this week, lads, but this is a debate and not a, a statistical analysis. I'm going with the ranking the top five most hated counties in GA. <laughs> and this is this is going this is going to be different for everyone because everyone comes from a different county. Liam, you, this won't be your five, but I'm gonna give my five anyway. I bet you'll be a couple in there though. <laughs> The, the 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 four criteria I've used are the people and the fans for these for these counties. Ah, the, the success. The success You're going to take down some some demographic know, yeah. here. We, we, we get abuse. The success rate they have, obviously, the, the more team is successful, the more people. They have. The arrogance of of the fans and the teams, and then maybe the, the team or the county's style of play and style of approach. 
So <clears throat> number five, I had Tyrone. Just successful, nasty, arrogant. Uh, so they're in at number five. In at number four, I have Tipperary. Liam, that'll be higher up on your list, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, glad to hear, <laughs> glad to hear it obviously, obviously from Watford, we're, we're surrounded by the top three, which are all in my top five. But Tip, fairly hard to shout for Tip now. Um, in at number three, I have... And Liam, I wouldn't have had these in my top five until I met you, to be honest, right? <laughs> but Kilkenny are in at number three as a third most hated county. Why, but why though? Um, you can't just list off one word. It, it, like. so, so I guess, again, going back to my four criteria, success, obviously, the fans, like, when you, when you, lose, when you don't win in All-Ireland, you swear the whole world is absolutely collapsed and you deserve to win every All-Ireland that everyone was made. And, and I think true. that's slowly being pulled out of you. And, what what actually what actually tipped this Giggles Corner was your 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 approach going up the road to Limerick like you hate Limerick at the moment because they're winning so much and they're so strong and like you just you have to look in the mirror then that was he ten years ago oh, no. <laughs> so. yeah but I made the I made the comment going up the, up the road saying even when Kilkenny were going for a four in a row ten whatever it was yeah, more than ten years ago now. Um, Going up the road for a match with like Kenny and Waterford not on a semi final, you would not be giving Waterford a one percent chance. Oh no, I know. That's what, and that's what yeah. we said going up the road that day. So it's it's not the same. Like Limerick's dominance is a it's a different level of dominance than I think that what Kenny had in terms of there's why Kenny have won more yeah. overall. Like there's a bigger fear of Limerick than there was at Kenny. I would say. It'll be interesting this week because, right, I think Kilkenny, when they did four in a row, won 20 championship games in a row or won 20 championship mm. games unbeaten, whatever it is. There might have been a draw in there, I think, with Anthony Daly's clear. Limerick are now I don't know, I felt, like it, I felt like Kilkenny were untouchable at that time as well. Jeez, I felt like you uh, almost no, knew Kilkenny I, I, were going to win. I, 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 like, I remember going to the 08 All-Ireland Final. This is as bonkers as this sounds, thinking Watford were going to win the All-Ireland yeah, because we that's typical. Wa- that's typical Wofford. Though. That's yeah. typical Wofford, though. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Anyway, you're in number three, <laughs> Liam. I'm, I'm I'm attributing some of that to you. That's fine. In a number two, in a number two, I have put Dublin. Split Dublin two. They've all the financial backing. They've got a CEO who gets paid whatever. They were unreal in the football. They broke poor Mayo's hearts in two or three games. And again, part of this, like if you're from these counties, you, you should be taking this as a compliment. Um, but their fans are. Jesus, I remember the first time going to a Dublin Mayo match in Crow Park that the Mayo won in twenty twelve. And the abuse the fans were given to Dublin players, like they fans like that. There was no uh, empathy whatsoever. It was cutthroat. So Dublin are at number two. And look, I debated this number one spot, uh, but all my adult and underage hurling life, we've come up against Cork. <laughs> and an inferiority complex. But I think on the on, on the on the basis, I think most of the country will be in the same boat as me with this. And, and I remember going back and because I had the bet with Liam about the five years Kilkenny not win that Ireland, I remember being down in Killarney with my father at a Galway Kerry football match and Kilkenny Cork was at the Ireland quarter final the day Patrick Horgan scored three ten. And I for the first time found myself shouting for Cork. My father turned around and goes what the fuck are you shouting for Cork for? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. But it was that that, that just goes to the comment that Liam, since I met you, I kind of, especially that bit, I kind of had a, a more of a, a hatred for Kilkenny. But I think for me, Tyrone, the football, Tip, Kilkenny, Dublin and Cork, for me, are the top five most hated counties in the GA. 
Jesus. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm shocked. I, I'm shocked that we're number one and Tyrone are number five. Fucking no, I, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't even do a five. I, I, I would just have a two. Um, it'd be just Cork, Cork and, and tip. It's just Cork and tip is all I'd have. <laughs> and, and like, and again, for me, it's, it's not tip. There's a bit of mainly the, it's all the fans with tip. Some of the players, Cork, not really the players because they've done nothing you know, in a, such a long, long time. But historically, I suppose back maybe, but it's the fans, the Cork fans. I think I I forgot. You forget when Cork were away for a while and they kind of came back and kind of played pro games. How bad the Cork fans are! Like the cheering of wides, the abuse, that kind of scum element <laughs> that they bring to it as well. <laughs> Tip don't actually have that scum element. It's just more pure thickness that they have. Do you know what I mean? Like they're as bad. Like you know, in terms. So, because Cork have been kind of so relevant for so long, it kind of has dissipated. But then when a the game comes up where you play them, and even in Nolan Park, where you can't even hammer them that day, there's some Cork lads up there. And when Downey got sent off, there was a lad beside me. And he does all that. He does all He's at it all day. He's at it all day. I'm like, <laughs> like, he just gave him the butt of the hurl into the stomach. Like, like that's just pathetic. He should be getting red card. <laughs> so, you know, you forget then how I think. Yeah, Cork would be number one for me, two giggles, and Tip would be a very, very close second. There's an underlying you, issue there. There's an underlying issue there with Liam. Cork made him cry so many years ago, and it's just <laughs> never, ever going to leave his system. He <laughs> sat in the back of his mother's and father's car. Two I, Cork. I didn't go back Cork with people. them. I didn't go home with them. And <laughs> yeah, and this is just we we need a psychology session here for this, like, because this will never leave him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I I would I would say. All the way up along, it would have been Kilkenny and Waterford. Waterford because, again, like expecting to you know to do so much and they never do fuck all. They'll beat us in the in the Munster Championship once or twice and they think like they're superstars and they've never won nothing. <laughs> and then and then you have and then you have um, Kilkenny, obviously our biggest rivals in terms of you know the 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 amount of all Irelands and trying to beat them that or oh, four or five or oh, six that kind of era. Three, four, five, six, you know, those years were probably the best. Um, I, I guess they're the best times as well going to games because it was such rivalry and you just hated Kilkenny. Like, um, I still do. I still hate them. But I think I've developed, and I never had this, but I developed a hatred for Tipperary. Yeah, and it's only from coming here. Only from coming here. Dealing, and the experiences I've dealing, had here. Dealing with tip lads so, in Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair so enough. Yeah. I've, I've never actually didn't mind them until, the, until then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've developed a bit of a disliking to to tip. But like Limerick, even in all the dominance they have, I wouldn't even put them on that on that ladder. At no, all. I I don't I don't I don't hate Limerick at all. Like is carrying football, we uh, we hate yeah. carrying football as well. And I've no hate. To be honest, I'm sick of Limerick. But I don't I, hate I him. Still, yeah, carrying Dublin in the football, then we'd hate it. Yeah, and I tell you no, why. Well, I've seen just on on that quickly though. I was sitting beside like in the Ireland final. I was sitting beside Limerick supporters like at the match. And they were grand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not dickheads, yeah. like, you know. And they're even, in a sound out, aren't they? And, and it was funny, because Kilkenny, when they were kind of coming back at him, even though it was still Limerick kind of had it, you know, like, you know, if I was, you know, I know you can never be easy, but they were so, didn't think they had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They weren't like, they thought they had a one, and they were very nice after the game, like, that would not happen with a Tiff fan or a Cork fan. Just would, would, no. would, would not, you know. And uh, I think, you know, 
Limerick fans are are are, are decent are decent people. So I, I, I actually I actually I resonate with you there on the cheering the whites. I think that's terrible. Yeah, it's, Cork, Cork, it's only Cork, 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 Cork behind Cork, the hill. Yeah. You know, behind the goals, they're shocking at it. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, like the Limerick disgrace. fans there after la- the I learned last year, I met a lot of them and the and the and the Lewis now the morning after they were pretty sensitive, like getting on the train. But they're so they're it's like they felt like they were so privileged, you know. They've like gone through so much like, pain. We're so, They've gone through yeah, so much pain. They're so enjoying lucky, this. Like, they're enjoying this we're time. We're enjoying all this. We're so lucky yeah, what we're yeah. having. Like we didn't think we we're going to win yet, so we thought we'd lost it. And like they're so grateful for what they have. They're yeah. they're so bunch. Yeah, I yeah, I would agree. But with the rest of us, the our three counties are a disgrace. Yeah. So what? we go we go yeah. Tyrone, Tip, Kilkenny, Dublin, Cork. Shawnee's throwing a Waterford into that mix as well. It'll be interesting to get. There's no one hates Warford. There's no one hates Warford or Shawnee. Like there's no one outside. Like there's no one hates Warford because there's nothing to hate about them. They've won nothing. They've won nothing. Yeah. As Mark White said in Sydney one day when he was very drunk, why did they call him the Dacia? Because they should have done this and they should have done that, but they did fuck all. Yeah, that was pretty nice. If I did a top one, to be Kilkenny, and then probably Kerry Dublin, they'd be the ones you just hate losing to. Yeah. Giggles, you've stepped up after a poor Giggles corner. Well done, you've rebounded well. That was a good uh, one, yeah. All right, yeah. We're, we're coming up tight on time, so we're going to have a look ahead to, to Leinster this weekend. Uh, it's, it's funny, you know, we always say we're not going to preview some games in Leinster because we don't think it's worth doing. Now, the Dublin Antrim game, we did kind of touch on a little bit, and we actually, Giggles is back in Antrim to come in strong in Leinster and they put in a very strong performance for Dublin to kind of rob a pint in the last minute up in, up in Corrigan Park that Corrigan Park is definitely going to be a bit of a fortress for them I think in, in this championship uh, Wexford Galway match I tuned into the first half before going across to Northern Park to watch the Kenny Westmead mother of God what a dour affair that was watching that absolutely vomit hurling Um and this kind of masquerade of Wexford with a couple of early goals and then just to be completely kind of whitewashed in, in the second half. Very worrying for Wexford. Wexford. Take the first two minutes out of it. Those two goals yeah. were just freaks. Wexford scored 12 points in the whole game. Yeah. Like, that's that's shocking. Um, I was I saw the highlights of the Antrim game. You couldn't watch the Antrim game anywhere. It wasn't even on GNO. It wasn't on no. BBC. GNO. GNO. That's new service. GNO or whatever the hell it's called. Um, it wasn't on any streaming service or you couldn't watch anywhere, which is frustrating because that was one game I was looking forward to and as it turned out, it was a cracker. I was watching it and I was following it on what's the score, you know, the, the what score app where you can see the live scores and you kind of had this feeling, oh, Dublin are going to get a goal, the Hoors, and then Donald Burke stepped up with a very well-taken goal. Antrim went back ahead again then. Then Donald Burke had 65 miss-hitters. You thought, okay, they'll get it and it just fell to, I think it was Keane O'Sullivan who got the point in the end with a very good game for Dublin. But it sets up, I know this weekend's glamour tie is Galway Kilkenny, right? I'll get that in a second. But there is a savage match down in Wexford Park, I think, with Antrim and Wexford this weekend. Wexford, who have Lee Chin strapped up. Uh, If Rec tweaked his hamstring in the warm up, there's no way he's playing this weekend, lads. And he's a a very important player for them. Very good. The players players coming back from injury, I think Lee Chin has to play this weekend. There'll be no doubt about it. I'll be leaving him in my fantasy Ireland team because he has to play. But Antrim will probably go down to. They might stay in Dublin. They might stay somewhere on the sat on the on the Friday. Get down nice and early, relax down in Wexford, and just go absolutely balls out to try and beat Wexford. And if they beat Wexford, lads, they'll qualify. Yeah, because they'll beat Westmead. 
They'll have two wins. Yeah, and Dub, Dub, Dublin will mess up against the Wales. Guaranteed. I just think that Michael Dunne is doing a great job, but they have too many young players and they have no kind of stalwarts. Yeah. Like Wexford do have Matt O'Hanlon, Liam Ryan, Chin to steady the ship. Conor McDonald has a lot of experience. So I, I look. Are you still going Antrim getting third? Are you still going Antrim getting third, Giggles? Uh, you, I mean, that's not your yeah, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm after you can't change, no. can't change, change no. it I'm, I'm, cha- I'm not changing I can change my opinion but I can't change my, my budget or whatever you want to call this like, <laughs> prediction Antrim are locked in a third I'm predicting a Wexford win this, this weekend though that's because it's in Wexford Park because they have to and because Antrim didn't finish the job against Dublin I think yeah. that that's for me kind of just maybe yep. gives a bit of evidence as to where they actually are there was a bit of there was a bit of fairy tale in the Antrim finishing third, but that's my prediction. I could still be right. I think it'll be a, a cracking game, but I do expect Wexford just to have a bit too much for them. And because Wexford are at home, I'll give them the tip this weekend. Yeah, I, I I'm going to go for Wexford win as well. But I do think Antrim will put them to the pin of their collar. But I just think yeah, down in Wexford Park, they'll get a bit of a, bit of a lift there, and you know I think they might. Struggle to close out, like you said, because I think there's still that whether it's lack of belief or whatever it is for Antrim, still, it, or is it some kind of inferiority complex? Like they should have won that game against Dublin, they didn't mm-hmm. open their own home turf to go down and play Wexford, and then the following week they're up playing against Kilkenny Oxy up in Corrigan Park as well, um, which we're making the making the journey up for. But um, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a Wexford win, but to be a very, very close game, probably will be an exciting game. Um, Six o'clock on Saturday night, that one is. And then we have Kilkenny and Galway, Nolan Park, Sunday, two o'clock. And like you said, it, it is the glamour tie. Um, and you could say Wex, you know, Kilkenny definitely weren't tested against Westmead. I don't think there's even any point in going through that game and for more than 30 seconds. One thing I will say about it is it was a horrible evening here in Kilkenny. It was pissing down rain. You're going over to Nolan Park against Westmead. Normally how these matches play out, you know, Kilkenny and Westmead are kind of level for the first 25, even first half. And then, you know, start tipping away and Kilkenny eke out kind of a 10-point win by the end of it. It was 10 points to one after 12 minutes in the Pistons' rain over Nolan Park. It was all over after after a quarter of an hour. And Westmead ap- offered absolutely nothing. Um, And, you know, I would always make a claim for the Leinster Championship. And, you know, we'll end up probably having a couple of teams in the, in the All-Ireland semi-finals still this year. But you know it. You put in Westmead. Looking even looking at Wexford, Dublin, very very ordinary at the moment. Um, and Westmead have absolutely nothing to offer. Yeah, no. The, re- the reality is the top seven teams in the country at the moment. Five of them are from Munster. Two of them are from Leinster. That that's that's where it's at. Wexford and Dublin are a bit behind the top seven, I would say. Um, Westmead and Fairnsham, they lost five of their top players. Now O'Brien was injured, did a couple of other lads out, and a, a county like that just couldn't. Like it, we said, it, Liam, Lismore or Dixborough might have been, might as well have been up playing Kilkenny against yeah. Westmead at the weekend. Now they did; they managed to hold them scoreless from a goal point of view. But you could Adrian Mullen was in second gear and he scored five points or six yeah, points yeah. or whatever he got. He was just tapping balls over. Yeah, I don't. But it'd be because I think I think I think Galway was the one team over the weekend that you kind of said, okay, there might be a bit, there might be something about Galway. Hahlmanian back out around midfield, solid half back line. Gerald McInerney gone back to full back as a kind of a real spoiler. And then you've got Conor Whelan in the full forward line. Evan Island had a great game. But again, yeah, you go back to Wexford and you wonder, what are they up against? So I think this will be a great test for both Kilkenny and Galway as to where they're at. Ultimately, there's very little on the line 
in the game itself, but they're going to meet the Leinster final. Well, that's the reality. Well, look, you can say that Kiggins, right, and that's fair enough. But what you know, what happens on, and what's happened before is it can come down to the last game of the championship for one of the placings. Now, Kilkenny ended up losing to Wexford in the last game of the last year, and they still ended up in the Leinster final. But if Kilkenny were to lose to Galway, right, and then they're going down to play Wexford in in uh, Wexford Park in the last game, it could be a game to decide if you get into the Leinster final or if you go into that prelim quarter final. So yeah. I I I don't I don't think these games you want to win all these games you want to get get that that provincial final berth because it gives you an easier pathway in the Ireland series you don't want to end up third. Yeah, you know I think I think I think Kilkenny probably need to win this game more than Galway because I think Galway will have they have Dublin and West right after Kilkenny that's three wins in in anyone's language. Oh, yeah. Whereas as you said as you said quite rightly, Kilkenny have to go down to Wexford Park and just the record. With Kilkenny not great. team, not great. It's not great. And if you look at them pound for pound, maybe take out TJ. Right, they they've got Lee Chin as their TJ. Kilkenny are just about on paper the better team, but there's an argument to be said. No, I think Kilkenny are a better team than Wexford, but playing them in a last round in a Wexford Park type scenario, it just whatever happens down there, it brings out this different Wexford. Even though I think they're very yeah. limited at the moment, it's a pound for pound. Actually, Kilkenny are better than Wexford by 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 a bit. Um, but I think this that's why this game on Sunday is very, very important. And it's a good test for Kilkenny to see where they're at under Derek Ling. Galway are up and running after a good competitive game against Wexford. It's Sheffield returning down to Nolan Park for the first time in a championship game. So there's a few things at play. There's no awkward handshakes or any of that stuff going to go on. But it's still <laughs> going to be it's still going to be testy and you know, Kilkenny Galway kinda of woke Kilkenny one as well. Like, you know, Kilkenny kind of made made easy trimmings of them in that Leinster final last year. So there's always a good rivalry there. Um, it's on Sunday Bank Holiday weekend I think there's going to be a good solid crowd in Tenona Park for that I think it's going to be a cracking atmosphere I think we're actually going to have a great game of hurling there I do fancy Kenny to win um, I think Kenny are going to win by, by maybe two to three points but, but just about Yeah I, I, I think yeah I just just before before we go on to Kenny and Galway my opinion on, on Antrim is and Wexford thanks for asking Liam um, I reckon you're, just not, you're not even talking to you're reading something reckon, on screen well, sure, I'm not. I'm waiting for you to let me in. Which is you're well able show. to go. So you're well able to go. Well you're well able to go. <laughs> you're having your spuds there. You're having your spuds and sausages there at one stage. I haven't had nothing yet. I have to heat up. I saw you eating at one stage. <laughs> anyway, I reckon Wexford. I reckon, like, I predicted Wexford or Antrim to come out of the group as well, but. Having seen them last week against Dublin, that was their chance up in their home ground, you know, and they. they they didn't take it, and I think that's it's going to come back to bite them. I think Wexford, as as bad as they were last week, I think they'll they'll get over them at home this weekend. Kilkenny and Galway, I think Galway will will be Kilkenny because the facts that Liam pointed out there. I think they own one. Um, you know they've gotten a few trimmings out from Kilkenny lately. Um, I won't hurt Kilkenny in the end. I still think Kilkenny will will, will probably top the group. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be Kilkenny win this weekend or Galway win this weekend. So, what are you going? Are you going Kilkenny or Galway? You go Kilkenny. I presume we're all going Dublin against Westmead, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got three Limericks, we've got two Waterfords in the Cork, we've got three Wexfords, three Dublins, and two Galway and a Kilkenny. Yeah. Is the um so Liam, you're the outlier on the two I'm games. the outlier of a Cork and Kilkenny. I reckon yeah. I'm, I'm confident I'd be right. And you want to take me on the double on that? Cork and Kilkenny, you're, 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 
both sides of your of your DNA there. <laughs> Going with my heart, not my head there. Um, but, but look, it will be it will be great though. The Sunday, like in particular, those two matches. You know, getting to go and see one in flesh and back home for Cork and Watford then in the, in the afternoon. It's lined up for a, a great Sunday of hurling. Shawnee, I presume you'll be staying up to watch Cork and Watford. Are you going to still go to bed? You're no, I'll probably stay up because I stayed up for the Watford Limerick game last weekend. I said. Here, this will be over half time. I'll go out to bed, and I, I got to half time. I was like, "Oh, jeez, I can't go to bed now." No, so I stayed no. up much the rest That's of the it. problem. You can't if you can start watching the yeah. match. You're never going to turn it off. No, you're never no. going to turn it off. I, so I went to bed then. That's one o'clock in the morning. One o'clock in the morning for you, Sean. Yeah. You'll have a late yeah. bed. You'll be on the. You'll be on the, the chocolate and the tea there late on to keep it going. Get, I will. Get the wad. Get, wa- get the Get the wad in at midnight, Sean. I spat in the morning to wake me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, look, we're, we're the great thing is look, we're up and running. No giggles are talking about. Oh, look, in four weeks' time, all these teams are going to be gone. But from now, for the next three months, we basically have hurling nearly every week. So, and and we have inter county games of a high standard every week. I'm not going to be complaining about that. We're going to go see a lot of them in the flesh giggles between tea passing in Turles and games in Ola Park, and we're going to be up to Crow Park as well. Like you know, we're in for we're in for a great few months, and it's wall to wall hurling. So I, I think it's fantastic, and we're going to have a few more hopefully surprises along the way, and starting on Sunday or maybe even Saturday night in a, or or in Gaelic grounds, who knows? But we'll be back next week. We're going to we're going wall to wall week to week on this. We might do, giggles do something from the tea pass from for Clare and Waterford, and we might bring the gear. We'll try and do something. Maybe bring Shawnee in for a halftime show or something like that while we're there. I think it's possible. If that was. If that if that was a two o'clock show in, it'd be perfect for Johnny. Yeah, no, it's, it's not actually. I think it's like a six o'clock in the evening game. But you're lucky you get out of the bed, and he'd be alright. He'll just get up early six. in the morning. Yeah. When it, when when is that one? I think it's is it two weeks from this weekend. Giggles, is it? It's the last game, is it? Two to three. Is it a Saturday? Weeks, it's, it's a Saturday evening. Game. Yeah, Saturday evening. Tardis is clear. That's well. grand. Sure, yeah. early Sunday morning. That'll no, be no, fine. no. Early Shani. Early is in three in the morning. Oh no, six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. Six, that's, yeah. that's early. Um, okay, well, look, we we we'll call it there. Look, thanks, Giggles. Thanks, Shani, and we'll be back next week. Let's see how our predictions go. Let's see how our tables are looking. Um, and we, yeah, one week's time. Thanks, lads. Talk soon. Good luck.